Hello, everyone. You're listening to the KGFC Festival Talks podcast. I'm your host, Craig Horsley, and today I'm sitting with the writer, actor, and director of the film One Bedroom, uh, which films which airs August 6th, Monday, at 6 p.m. at the Midway Theater. His name is Darian Sills Evans, and I'm also speaking with the producer, Devin Williams, of the film. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Greg. We're glad to be here. Thank you for having us. Yes. Uh, so, I've seen the film. I uh, really enjoyed the film, and uh, I just look at it as as pretty much a love love story about Brooklyn. Yeah, it's it's a love story about Brooklyn and about these two people who can't get along. Uh, I I'm from Brooklyn. I lived here my whole life up until five years ago, and uh, I moved to L.A., and when you're sitting in L.A. thinking about home, you know, you wind up writing stories that are like this, you know, I just wanted to kind of write this postcard that was intimate, and, and that's where it came from initially, um, but yeah, we have a lot of fondness for New York City, and, and Brooklyn in particular. Uh, now, you wrote it in L.A., uh, was it difficult to get the cast in Brooklyn, or how did you find your cast? We had a normal casting process. All the cast came from New York City. Uh, Devin was actually the spearhead of that, because I was in L.A. just looking at tapes. Devin, you want to take that? Yeah, it was, it was still a very simple Brooklyn-based film. I mean, you know, the actors that are looking at it aren't thinking about Darian being in L.A. He was based in L.A. at the time, but he's from here. He has his roots here. And as you know, he's a stand-up comedian who performs here in New York quite often. So people are familiar with him here. And uh, being the producer, were you the one who found the locations for the film? or? Well, yeah, we did find the locations. Um, and initially, we were going to use a different place for the one-bedroom apartment. But um, this was not a very complicated project when it came to locations we were very fortunate in the sense that Darian wrote a film that didn't require a lot most of the film takes place in one of two places and the barbershop is an actual barbershop in existence right the barbershop is a real barbershop on Nostrand Avenue and I think President in in Brooklyn Um, it's called Duckett's Barbershop they were really cool to let us shoot there for one day only had one day to get all of that stuff, but uh, we wanted the barbershop because, I mean, barbershops for black men are, you know, the places, they're, they're, they're where you go for your psychotherapy, and, uh, <laughs> and in this story, uh, our main character is basically spilling out his, his life story and the story of this broken romance to his friends at the barbershop, and we juxtapose it with what actually happened. Um, we were just really lucky to be able to get into that space because it looks great and it was pretty authentic. And and, the go- and so was the when did you film it? Because were there customers coming in and out of the barbershop? Were you <laughs> no, no, no. We had control of the space, but right. Um, other than the one bedroom apartment, every other place that we shot at, we shot at for a day or less. Right. And there weren't there aren't that many locations in the. It's film. only three locations right. in the movie. It's, it's yeah. not that complicated in terms mm-hmm. of locations. So that. That part was easy. Um, Our cast was relatively easy. Once we got through the process of selecting them, um, we were blessed with a great cast and crew, a fantastic script. 
So those aspects of the film were actually pretty easy. Yeah. But to answer your other question, we shot it uh, over 13 days uh, in July and August of 2017. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, middle. Uh, so the summer of 2017, and then when it was finished, what? How long did it take between the end of the shoot and the uh, cut? Probably about. Uh, five months we put it together pretty quickly that's excellent yeah we were really lucky in that regard yeah i've talked to some people it's three years right so you did a great job yeah we we, we were diligent and had a plan to make the movie happen right we were kind of uh, determined to get it out this festival season and uh i mean the movie was low budget enough and just just you know just enough so that it became it was a real movie but they're, they're like Devin said there aren't a lot of complex moving parts in it mm-hmm. uh, except for emotionally I mean there's three locations there's five main characters and that's about it so it's a good uh, financial situation too when you right. have that kind of right and it really is Darian's vision which helps because because he's part of every major aspect of the filmmaking process it helps streamline some things so you're we're not in conference rooms deliberating every decision mm-hmm. about the film with a dozen people every day you mm-hmm. know it's, it's we're allowed to be very streamlined in our process because we know where we want to go yeah. right and so you wrote it in LA mm-hmm. and once you were filming did you pretty much stick to the script or did you find some ad lib or something that said oh this will work better than the original right well we had a lot of, most of the movie is in the script uh, I'd say 95% of what's on the screen is actually in the script there are always some improv moments because there's because of, I'm a comedian and we also all of the the actors in the barbershop are stand-up comedians right and um, you can't really like nail those people down no. you know they're going to do whatever they want so we were always, we would always do a script to take and then we would kind of let everyone do one that was a little more free form um, and it's uh, and then we would go from there as far as the apartment though I, I'd say that we pretty much stuck to what was on the page because what was what was on the page kind of set off cues for other things that needed to happen in the movie uh, so we kind of tried to maintain that and we had rehearsal yeah. and and things like that to, to make sure it would go smoothly if anything came up during uh, production where we needed to change a line or I needed to rewrite a line or re-motivate a scene as an actor and director I would just do something differently and hope that uh, Devin Nelson who played my girlfriend in the movie right. She would just react off of that, and and that kept it a little more organic than being, you know, telling her, "Well, this in this take, I'm going to do this." Right. I would just do it. Right. Yeah. And uh, so you were the director and the actor. Have you done that before in all your films, or I've done that in two of my films, uh, but my last film I was producer and actor. But yeah, I, I do it. I. I I'm a masochist. I can't help it. I don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> well, it, it's good to have a producer or other people that actually are watching. Because sometimes yeah. when you direct, write, and act, it could be a, a bad thing. It, but it, this it can was, be. This came out very, very <laughs> right. good. I have to say this was a very, very good film. Oh, thank you very um, much. We had a very supportive crew and right. really great cast. That just everybody. It was a collaborative effort, but really with Darian having such a clear vision... It wasn't as crazy as you might think. Well, we had like a, a great 
director of photography who I've worked with for about a decade, Alex uh, Watsonang. We had a great script supervisor, which was key in this, uh, Danielle Clark. And they were pretty much my go-to after every take because I'm not a person that likes to watch every take. Right. Uh, that, that one is dull and it's, it's, it, it slows down the work process. So I'd rather just shoot a bunch of things. Did that work for everybody? That's great. And then I'll look at it afterwards and then, uh, then we'd move on. So you've done a few films in the past mm-hmm. and, and have you produced a few films or have you been collaborating the two of you together for a while? We yeah. collaborated on another film but it wasn't a film. It was only a film that I was in but Devin's produced several films. Yeah, well, we, we've worked together before, and we talked about doing this for a number of years, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really great to actually finally do this. Yeah. And we're doing it now, actually, this end of it, the film festival circuit. Um, but again, it's, you know, when you're fortunate enough as a producer to come across an artist who has a very clear vision about what they want to do, and they're serious... I know how rare that is, and I wanted to jump on that and the opportunity to work with somebody like Darian, and it's been a great experience. So just to uh, uh, be for fellow uh, filmmakers who are up and coming, Mm -hmm. I know you were fortunate enough to be in a sitcom uh, Mm -hmm. when you were younger and you used some of that money for your first film. Right. Uh, Nowadays, if somebody wants to uh, finance a film, what do you, any advice to anyone? Um... Well, yeah, it's true. I did use money from a sitcom to finance my first film. And I used money from a sitcom to finance this film as well. So, it's, so I would say get on a sitcom. And uh, that, that helps. Um, but also, I think another good way is just asking for favors. You'd be surprised what you can get if you ask. Right. You know, especially if you come, like Devin said, with an idea that's pretty put together and, and well thought out and, and people are willing to help if they see you're serious if you've got some skin in the game yeah. uh, you know you can find someone who, who will ally with you and and you can you can make your project because uh, certainly for my my second film I didn't have a sitcom going at the right. time and that was a lot of scrapping it's, it's <laughs> yeah I mean with uh, Kickstarter and things like that right. some people can finance their their films yeah i mean yeah there's certainly a lot of people that take advantage of crowdfunding i I think everybody's situation is unique and different it all depends on the needs that you have with your film i I know in our situation um the less people involved ended up being i mean initially we wanted to get a larger number of investors yeah but in retrospect that having not worked out that way and it really coming down to just a very finite number of people um, it became an advantage for us because we weren't wasting time, to, you know, debating everything. We, Correct. We were able to just move. Yeah. And and that level of flexibility um, comes when you don't have a lot of people involved. Yeah. Right? Not a lot of cooks. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One one last comment I want to make is that uh, throughout the film, the Mister Softy uh, yeah. theme was was heard and. Um, I think you could probably ask them for some money from the <laughs> advertising. <laughs> yeah, that's the first movie that, uh, this is the first one that ever had like a product placement in a, uh, for us. But Mr. Softy, uh, if you're a New Yorker, especially if you were born and raised here, Mr. Softy is just ubiquitous. That's, that's part of the fabric of the city, no matter what borough. And uh, we wanted it in the, the picture because 
there is this underlying narrative of uh, about gentrification in the movie, and Mr. Softy kind of represents the war on gentrification, at least in Brooklyn. You know, if you're if you're living on the block where you can still hear Mr. Softy at 10 p.m., then your block probably hasn't been gentrified yet. And we kind of wanted to have that in the movie, and that it kind of is married to the the slam poem at the yes. beginning of the of the picture, which is also about gentrification. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm from here, and I love Mr. Softy, but I, I don't know <laughs> if you're familiar with this article. It's about a year old now from Daily News about some woman she wasn't from new york she moved to new york i don't even know what borough it was and she was complaining about the late night mr soft <laughs> sounds that she was hearing <laughs> in her apartment and i'm like who comes to new york and complains about mr, mr. soft <laughs> <laughs> some hard-nosed woman or something yeah. against mr softy so i just want to uh, wrap it up and tell everybody that the film is really great oh, it's thank a love you. letter to brooklyn and it's a uh, uh, an honor to meet a a writer, director, and producer, and actor, and uh, remind everyone that it's one bedroom, and it's airing at the Midway Theater in Forest Hills on Monday, August sixth, and six p- at six p.m. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us, Craig. Yeah, that was thanks. great. Thank you, great. Thank, Thank you. We're really yeah. excited about this.